You say teenager, I say toddler. Two longtime friends in different seasons of parenting process the past while dealing with the craziness of today. Enjoy! Welcome back, everybody, to You Say Teenager, I Say Toddler. Teenager, toddler, teenager, toddler. Hey, everybody. Uh, So I'm Leanne. I'm a married old mom living in Austin, Texas with a toddler son. Hi, everybody. I'm Kurt living in North Hollywood, California, with an 18-year-old daughter, single, gay, looking to mingle. Hey. So Kurt and I were checking in before we got on today and we were talking about parenting. We were lamenting how it sucks, basically how it sucks. And Kurt just really wanted to um, get this down on tape. What I was telling him (laughs) 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 that basically like teaching your kids to do the right thing or like to how to behave and be in the world is completely miserable and being a parent is completely miserable because (laughs) when they're misbehaving, it's completely miserable because as a parent, it would be so much easier just to give into your child, whatever it is they're screaming for, they want. And it's kind of like, well, is it really that big of a deal? Just, you know, maybe just give in today. I'm too tired. I don't want to fill in the blank. I want to enjoy the rest of my evening. I have so much work to do. And it costs us time, it costs us money, and it costs us a lot of energy to teach our Sanity. Sanity. Mm -hmm. Costs us our sanity. It costs us our sanity. So I was like using the example of like, you had set expectations with your kid for this event that you're going to go to that you bought tickets for and you guys are going to drive out to it and go. And your kid, you know, failed those expectations and is not behaving correctly or whatever. And you said, okay, you know, I told you that if you didn't meet these expectations that we were going to turn around and leave. And so it's miserable for the parent because the child's screaming and flailing and throwing themselves on the ground. They're embarrassing the crap out of you. You lost money on the ticket. You lost money on the gas. You're the one that wasted your time. Now you have to go home with them. They're screaming, crying, slamming doors, stomping around. Everything is completely miserable for you. And even though your kid is miserable too, because they've been punished, the person that really gets punished when you're disciplining your child <laughs> is the parent. the parent. And I guess I was just encouraging Kurt to remember to embrace the misery that is parenting for a greater good later on down the road. Because if anybody knows how to be manipulative, remember that from our article that we read a couple of weeks back, it is teenagers. And <sighs> yes, it's so much easier just to give in than to deal with your teenagers too, but you've got to prepare them for the world. So mm. embrace the suck, Kurt, and say no when you need to say no. Oh, embrace the suckitude of parenting a teenager. Okay. You are horrible (laughs) well first you said embrace the suck (laughs) embrace the misery that is parenting a teenager is it's an incredibly important time for her to god this sounds awful for her to learn her place and oh 
You know, I know like in America, we're not supposed to say things like that. You're supposed to like completely encourage them. Go for your dreams. You can do anything, be anything. You're important. You're important. You're important. But at the end of the day, it's like, no, you're not the only person in the world. You have to learn your place in the world. We have to learn how to be in order to function in the world. I don't know, guys. I feel like I'm just rambling at this point. I am by no This is important stuff. This is not ramble. It is a ramble. Okay. Well, I know. I think it needs to be said. I, unfortunately, have never been that parent that, okay, we, we buy Disneyland tickets and you're misbehaving. We're not going home. Those tickets are really expensive. We're not going home. I was just never, I never had the courage to be that parent or like we planned something with our friends and everyone's there. It was like, it took a lot of work to make this happen. And then something happened before. And I was always had this fear of like, what do I take away? Someone always says, you know, you, you need to be careful what you take away for, you know, it needs to match. Like, don't take her away from like the punishment, you know? Yeah. Don't take her away from something that could cause like detrimental harm or something or, you know, like a seventh grade field trip. Well, I kind of drew my own summary around it. But I mean, like. That was just the hard part. It's like, don't take them away from like their seventh grade dance. So they look forward to for a year. But then a part of me is like, yeah, that'll teach them. Bet they won't do that again. Well, okay, so I think we've had this conversation before. I was reading a book about discipline. And I specifically remember him using him or her. I don't remember. I honestly don't remember the book, but the whole, we see the battle all the time, parents and, you know, kids, like the kids are fighting in the background. You two stop that fighting or we're going to turn this car around. You two stop that fighting or we're not going. You two stop that right now. Mommy said, stop that right, you know, over and over. And they know they're all empty threats. So don't make the punishment that you're going to turn the car around. They said, make it something you can endure, but that's a bit uncomfortable for them and probably for you as well, but definitely for you as well. So he gave the example of, okay, you know, they're excited. They're going to the beach or whatever. The threat is not that we're going to turn around if you don't stop fighting. The threat is we're going to pull over to the side of the road. And when you two stop fighting, then we'll keep going. Mm. But every time you guys are fighting, you're cutting into your beach time today. No one ever taught us that. I mean, growing up, no one seemed to ever embrace that. My mom was doing the same thing. Like, you know, I, and I knew, I knew, she, I knew like, we're going to go home or we're going to, I remember at church though, if you got taken outside at church, that was not a good thing. Like, like, do you want to go outside? It's like, no, I don't want to go outside. Outside is not good. Like you don't want to go outside. Remember. I can't You're remember get ever, like, if something was taken away. Wait, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like you're going to someone's birthday party and you're fighting and your mom's like, that's it. I we had season passes to Disney and I had some friends who had them as well. And this mom was pretty good about this, where she took her daughter one time and they turned around and came back after waiting in line forever to go to this one ride. Mm -hmm. I just just didn't have it it in me. I didn't have it in me. You know, because it was so limited the days you could go with the passes and it's a, it's an hour drive. And, you know, and I, she got in the car and she went back home and I was just like, uh, I, you know, I you pick and choose your battles. I remember I think it must have been the same book. Uh, she was talking about obviously I've looked at a lot of parenting books or at least parts of them and articles and stuff. She was talking about the quick yes, because when you say no, your no really means to 
to be a no. So you have to know yourself and where you're at with your energy level, where you're at with your tolerance. So let's say that you've had the worst week. It's a Thursday afternoon. You've picked up your child. They're in a bad mood. They didn't have a nap, whatever, whatever. And you have got to stop at the grocery store to pick up something. Like you have to have it. It cannot be skipped. And here's your kid. I want this. They see a candy bar or whatever it is that they want. Leave them in the car. <laughs> right. Um, but she was just kind of saying like you you have to know yourself and give them quick yeses sometimes so that it's not a no, no, not today. You know, please, mommy, you know, if they can tell that your resolve is not there. Oh, so instead, if it's like, I know I don't have this fight in me, a quick yes. Can I have that? Yes, you can have it. You do have to save it for after dinner or whatever. Okay. Mm. And then on the days, whenever you are ready for battle and you are prepared to let it be what she called um, water off a duck's back, then you, you say your no, not today. Today is not the day. So that they get their no's because they can't have everything they want all the time. Right. That's not real life. And I really appreciated reading that. And I definitely, you know, there are days whenever I'm like, I don't have the energy. I know I don't. And when he asks for fill in the blank, the answer I need to give him right away is just, yes, that's fine. We can Uh, do that. And then whenever I say no, I have to really hunker down. And I've gotten to where like that water off a duck's back and I'll say to him, mommy's going into duck mode. Oh, interesting. Meaning all of your complaints, all of your whining is water off a duck's back at this point. You're wasting your time. And he, does he comprehend that? Not completely yet. He gets it because mm-hmm. I ignore him. I don't say anything. I just keep driving. Does he keep, does he persist? Does it get oh, worse? Yeah. To a certain yeah. extent, he eventually quits. Mm. He eventually quits. And then like, let's say, like, I, th- I guess it was yesterday. He wanted, um, he wanted to go somewhere. He wanted to like go pick up food, <laughs> go to a restaurant or something. And which he and I enjoy doing occasionally going to a restaurant or or picking up food and going home and you know but he had not taken a nap and he was so flipping tired and he was whiny and he was falling asleep in the car and I knew I needed to bolt I when that's going on I have got to hurry as fast as possible to get him fed get him bathed get his pjs on and get him down into bed so I told him no and he was I mean he was like throwing a fit. I was like no, we're going to get home and we're going to eat quickly and take a bath and he was like but I want to watch a show with my with my food cuz sometimes I let him watch TV when he's eating and I'm like nope, not today. You need to focus on eating so we can take a quick bath. You're very tired. Oh, and was he just uh, fun times. I just caught in the, and of course we hit every flipping red light and I hate our commute right now. I absolutely hate our commute. And it just makes it that much worse. And then, like, by the time we got home, I'm, like, reaching back there, waking him up. I'm, like, not yet, not yet, not yet. I'm tired, Mommy. He was going, I just want to rest my eyes for a little bit. <laughs> He's learning. I Aww. just want to rest my eyes for a little bit. And I was, like, not right now. You know, we're going to get home. That's so We'll cute. go to bed quickly. He's, but, Mommy, I'm tired. I'm, like, then why didn't you take a nap today, buddy? When they put you down for a nap, why don't you rest? Oh, dude, you're in that period where the naps are going away. It's going to be interesting. It's awful. He'll grow, you know. It's awful either way because he's not ready to not have that sleep. He needs that sleep. But when he does get an afternoon nap, his bedtime is pretty late. And he's, you know, he's undertired whenever we're ready for him to go the fuck to sleep. Uh, My husband gets really frustrated whenever he has a late (laughs) bedtime. And I'm just like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I get it. 
it's a problem. I get it, but I don't know what to tell you. We, you cannot force your child to take a nap. All the books will tell you that, you know, you can lay oh, them down God. all you want, but if they don't sleep, they don't sleep. I used to hate nap time as a kid. I couldn't wait until I was old enough not to take a nap. I would just lay there. Like I would like naps were like, and it's so funny as an adult, I'm like nap time, please. Can we do a nap time? I don't like what? naps. I do. No. I mean, I don't take them. I feel gross. I, occasion I occasionally, I, if I do like I'll sit on the couch for a minute or something and I'll make sure I set a timer for 20 minutes if I'm not off. But um, after the 20 minutes, you're screwed. You're going to feel gross. Yep. And you're not going to you know? be able to fall asleep that night. Oh, I can always fall. That that doesn't apply to me. Yeah, you you don't have troubled sleep, do you? I don't. Lucky no. Bastard. I have troubled everything else. <laughs> That's true. <sighs> no. Anyway, this was great. We had to get this under. I do remember you talking about the, you know, doing the small punishments or the small discipline acts. It's not even necessarily small. It's what you know you can you're capable of. Yeah. Let the punishment fit the crime. That's fine. It doesn't have to be all or nothing, but it's also don't make threats, you know, that you can't keep. You know, like we had talked about, and I can share this before we started recording, a lot of my parenting has had to be in survival mode. So it didn't always go the way that I had planned. Or sometimes right. it's like, how can we just get through this? Like, we can't do it. We can't do a lesson right now. And that does come with its own problems down the road. Yep. Yay. So, Unfortunately. um, so how are you? What's up? Oh, you know, just busy at work, busy in life. I don't know. Fucking a fucking a it's good stuff. I guess. I don't you know. Yes. Question mark. I was reading how like, or listening to how was I talking to you about this? They were saying that people's happiness level goes down uh, in your middle years <laughs> because I, of the I'm grind. Real... Yeah, the grind of your midlife, of your what middle-aged years. Ugh. God, I feel like I need to like go do something wild and crazy now after talking to you. No, nah, I don't think that would help me. No, it's just like there's always the grind, and so I don't really know how to answer that. Whenever you like, how are you? I I don't know. It's a fucking grind every goddamn day. Mm. I'm tired. So I won't ask you how you're doing anymore. <laughs> no. Just like I mean, it is what it is. You know what do I say? People will ask me that at work, and I'll be like, I'm still alive. So let's say that you didn't have a child. Just out of curiosity, mm -hmm. would the grind be easier? Yes. It'd be different. Oh, yeah. You wouldn't be a structure, probably. You probably what stay up a little bit later. Like you wouldn't have his. I don't know. Does that make sense? Well, yeah. I mean, that was my life before he was born. And I feel like, you know, there was um, a lot of time to do creative things that made me happy. And now there's not that time. And that's OK. It was replaced with something good, but it's still a grind. And it's mm -hmm. not that it's gone away forever. It'll come back. But, you know, the commute. And the constant, you know, you know how it is. I, the, I'm not saying anything new. It's a second job. It's another full-time job. So you don't come home and relax after work. You don't relax on the weekends. It's just your other fucking full-time job. And it's even harder than your other one. So. No, it's just, I've been so far removed from that for a while. Like you forget, you know, how involved. I mean, you know, once they start to 
uh, have more freedom, you're kind of like, yeah, I mean, I can go in here and watch a show while you're okay. I don't have to watch you every few minutes. A little bit of that. I mean, I do a little bit of that. Like he'll play independently or he'll watch one Mm -hmm. of his shows or whatever. And I'll go lay down and, and watch a little something or just work in the kitchen or whatever while he's doing, you know, I do some of that. I don't, but you know, they interrupt you every five seconds and, I did watch something over the weekend. What? Midnight Mass. Actually, Midnight so I, because it's Halloween time, and that'll be a good segue into what we're going to talk about today. Because it's Halloween time, I've been watching kind of, you know, some scary or disturbing things. Okay. A series on Netflix called Midnight Mass. I believe it's seven episodes. Oh. So I did watch that. And it's- then I also watched Somerset. <gasps> you watched it is that is not, that what it's called yes or some i think it's somerset it's an imp- is that like imprinted in your brain you can't get those images out of your mind to a certain extent yeah that's the one where they like go to denmark or something like that to that remote village Commune. for the um yes for the maypole like oh my god yes and that beginning set open once you watch it that opening scene was completely unnecessary she didn't what? have to die in that tragic way. Her sister. Yes, she did. What are you talking about? That was the what? I'm I'm genuinely confused. You didn't understand how that tragedy played into the way everything else played out? No, no. She was affected by the tragedy, but the tragedy could have happened a different way. It didn't have to be like that tragic. <laughs> Having yeah, three people. It did. It did. It did because it spoke to her mental state and it spoke to her willingness to go on to to go on that journey and the renewal that ended up happening. No, I get it. I just mean they could have been killed all three, like in a car accident or, you know, I didn't I don't know. I just thought it was like I disagree. Oh, as I was watching it, I was getting vibes and I'm like, oh, my God. I bet this is the same director from this other movie that I saw that left Mm -hmm. me very disturbing. Mm -hmm. And I looked it up after and it was. Mm -hmm. What's that called? Hereditary. Uh, Hereditary. Mm -hmm. It's got that. It was interesting. It had that same vibe, that same tone. Like disturbing more so than like scary. There were scary Yeah. So, guys, anyway, check it out. It's called Somerset. And it does kind of stay with you. It is fascinating. The opening scene, I started to watch it with Babs one time and I was not in a good place. And I'm like, I cannot watch this. What are you doing? And she's like, oh, it gets better. I'm like, let's watch something else. Then we finally revisited it and got past the opening scene. And then I was like, oh, okay. And then like, you start to really kind of get into this vibe. And then you have those old people that throw themselves off the cliff. And you're like, holy shit. You're like, this is, this is like crazy. I remember it was like the dead of winter. I made homemade lemon bars. I remember and I was having wine and we were watching this and it was just like, I remember when y'all made the lemon bars, it was supposed to be something you did together. And then she gave up and you had to finish them yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I have to correct something. We were saying um, Somerset, we were incorrect. It's, I knew we were saying it wrong. Midsummer. Midsummer. Oh, I thought it was, it's midsummer. Okay think so i mean mid it might be spelled a little bit differently because it's you know they're in a different country speaking a different language it was really interesting and whenever you get to the end you realize how many clues there are peppered throughout the show Mm -hmm. were you confused by it though 
No, I was. Here's my thing, though. It gets very eccentric from like the costumes to certain things like, okay, you're going really off the deep end, you know, and then like it just keeps happening. Like those people that volunteer to be the human sacrifice. And I just like I put myself in their situation. I'm like, oh, my God, they were Hmm. burning to death. Oh, she got back in her boyfriend. But um, you just gave away like that was major spoiler alert. Um, so anyhow, we you told everyone to watch it and then you told them, you know, the ending. So, okay, it, was, so gonna... uh, it was pretty crazy, though. <laughs> so Midnight Mass was also very disturbing and it's uh, very steeped in religious fanaticism. Ooh, you think I like it? I think so. It raises a lot of okay. interesting conversations. I enjoyed mm, it. About the Catholic Church? Yeah, I guess about Christianity and the end of days and what it means. I don't know. Okay. You have to watch it and we can discuss it. We can discuss it on so, the So since we're throwing out. Yeah, I'd love that. I can handle seven. I can handle some disturbing escapism right now in my life. So instead of watching the news, I know I mentioned this show, but I was going to like tweet, I was going to like post last night, but I didn't. Instead of watching the news at night, I watched Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I'd rather know what's going on with that show than CNN right now. Okay. So that's, I have a lot of escapism in my life right now. I'm just saying. Okay. But. Halloween. Okay. So Midnight Mass. Sounds good. Another good Halloween. Do you like American Horror Story? I watched the first few episodes. Of the season of the first one, they were in that old house yeah. in LA. Okay, that's a good one. It's cool because every season's different. They're not connected. They have a lot of the same actors that are playing different characters, which is kind of cool. My my favorite was Roanoke. That was a really good one with the with the Blood Moon. That was fascinating to me. Okay, um, well, I haven't seen that. But yeah, but the first one about the house that was. That was disturbing. I'm like you. I like I like more disturbing stuff. Not like ah! no. I like those thing. Too. I like it all. You do. Hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm not a huge gore person. Like gore for the sake of gore, but I like. Murder so like, are you gonna watch like thrillers? I do like disturbing whenever they're well thought out. I like psychological, psychologically disturbing. Like you know, you have to think about it. Like we were talking about. Um. Are you going to see the new Halloween that's out? Or is that not your... Sure, whatever. I mean, I I watch The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So Kyle Richards has been... And just The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills have been, like, promoting the crap out of it. Mm. But she was Kyle Richards, one of the sisters, Kathy Hilton's sister, right? Um, Kyle Richards was the little girl, the little brunette that was in the original Halloween. Oh, and so now as an adult, she's also she's still doing Halloween movies with Jamie Lee Curtis. I know. And it's so funny. Every time you think they're going to end and then there's Jamie Lee Curtis again. There's but she's glad Myers. she signed up for that one. I started she, they made a look page of some guy that dresses up as Michael Myers and is always getting in trouble because he's go, he goes around town. And there's this, this really funny <laughs> video of the cops showing up to their house again. And they're like, you can't keep doing this. I don't know what he'd done this time, like who he'd scared. But they, they like had to put him in, in the car and take him down. They stuck him in the car and they walked away and they were talking to the woman that was filming, like the, the mom or sister or whatever. Like, I know, I know, I'm sorry. I can't make him stop. You know? And I don't, I was like, is this staged? It was so fucking funny. I got to send it to you because then Michael Myers gets a hold of their police, of their police microphone thing. And he's like, 
you know, doing all this silly stuff into the microphone over their intercom so it comes out of the car and stuff. And they go back in there, pull him out, and this time they cuff him. And I think he still managed to get a hold of it. <laughs> I can't remember. It was just making me laugh so hard. I'll try to find it and send it to you. Oh, I love that. That okay. sounds fun. We're rambling That's- too much, and we need to get into whatever it is we're talking about. So we're going to talk about Halloween. Let's do it. Okay. All right. <laughs> do we need to pause? I was kind of in the mood. I was kind of in the mood to talk about high school, but we can talk about Halloween. Oh, well, we can talk about Halloween in high school. Yeah, we can. Yeah. Okay. Why don't we just like talk about Halloween when we were kids and then Halloween with our kids? Oh, like yes. Let's do it. Yes. You go okay. first. No, you go first. You were in the mood to talk. Okay. So Halloween, growing up, small town America in the Polish town. My mom always got really into holidays. We were always allowed to be whatever we wanted for Halloween. There were no limits. I always had some cool, like, maybe that's why I liked putting on, maybe that, maybe that was a time when I could put on makeup and get away with it. But I loved getting into, oh my God, <laughs> I was in this punk rocker phase for like years where I was a punk rocker. And my face, I guess I didn't know at the time it was like goth, but my face was like white with like dark black. And then I had this stuff we bought to put in my hair. Well, it was like truly like spiky and we'd spray paint it different colors. I would like, I took a can of spray paint and I spray painted a white t-shirt and a pair of jeans. So I had all that on, it was cut up. And I think people were like, are you a zombie or are you like a punk rocker? That was one of my favorite costumes that kind of repeated for a few years. So we would always go, my mom and some of her friends, we would um, walk around our neighborhood. Then we'd get in my mom's big old suburban and we would drive around to certain areas. We could cover the whole town pretty much, you know, but we knew which houses to go to. And um, my dad was always, yes, there were houses that people would give out full candy bars (laughs) to go to those. But it was fun. I mean, we, we'd be walking around the streets and, you know, in our costumes and it's small town America. So my dad really gets into Halloween. He makes chili every year and Ooh. he makes a ton of candy bags because, I mean, he's also the mayor. So people are going to come by the mayor's house. You know, oh. my mom being a teacher, people always came by because uh, we would. So we would go and do that. And then as it got later, we would go home and help give out candy. So my parents and some friends were there usually drinking and we had chili and, you know, we were giving out candy. My siblings and I would hide in the bushes and um, scare people as they came out or pretended we were like, yeah. So um, that's what Halloween was like growing up for me. What about you? Um, yeah, not like oh, that wait, I forgot all. something important. Okay. So you probably remember the Catholic church had a, had a carnival. Did you ever go to that? I don't think so. Oh, my goodness. So it was a big fundraiser to have a Halloween carnival. So there was a hayride where it was literal like somebody's trailer and they put hay on it and mm-hmm. they would drive you out, out the path, like, you know, with a tractor. And as a kid, it was like I would beg my mom to go on this. And I remember just being mortified. But as we got older, like it was just kind of lame and it was fun. People were throwing stuff at, you know, you would beg your mom to on go you. on it. But you were mortified. Of course, when I was a kid, yeah, I was like, you know, it's like you want to do it, but you're scared to death. Then they're driving you out in this pasture in a trailer. 
Like what okay. could go wrong? <laughs> you know. <laughs> so apparently I wasn't I wasn't old enough to be on that. But um, the hayride was the big thing. And there were all these games, you know, like the bobbing for apples and all that, all that stuff. So um, the Halloween carnival was really big. But I can remember the Catholic Church never did it. But I remember some of the product. I think your Baptist church was one of them. There were people that kind of stopped celebrating Halloween because they associated it with, you know, the devil. The devil. And- and I couldn't remember, I think it was a Baptist thing. One of my friends, she wasn't allowed to dress up. My parents went through a period where she wasn't allowed to dress up or they didn't celebrate it. But as she got older in high school, she did. But I think it was the Baptist church that some people were like not so much into it. It wasn't a big thing because we lived next door to the Baptist preacher and they always gave out candy, mm-hmm. you know. Oh yes. But the Halloween carnival was big, trick-or-treating, chili, and giving out candy. Yes. Even though we were in small town, you know, God, the 80s were like stranger danger. That's when we were like inundated with like information about strangers. And, you know, we'd watch these videos at school. People put razor blades in your candy. Do you think anybody ever actually did that? Actually, put razor I listened blades in kids to candy? Um, I listened to a podcast about that. And there were some instances, but they were I can't remember now. The really famous one was the one where the kids had those big, you know, those like big straws with like powder candy in them. Yes, Smarties. And they ended up dying. It, it, oh. They explained it. It was, you know, the guy, the man who was watching them, the father, the uncle, whatever, he was, he murdered them. Um, and he, I am so misquoting all of this because it's been a few years since I listened to this, but they broke down those halloween you know myth or or legend or you know Mm -hmm. like they were Mm -hmm. it was something like that i'll try to find it and send it to you it was really interesting but there were very few instances that sparked this whole fierce fear of it okay i remember you remember that huh i remember the safety videos like having your candy checked you know there could be needles anything that's unopened don't eat it and i mean we were like anything that's opened yeah, don't eat it. But we were in small town America. So we had some people like making, we knew them, like making like homemade, like caramel popcorn or caramel apples, yeah. you know, yeah, and giving them out. I remember asking my mom, like, mom, this is like not wrapped, you know, because I was like, Mr. Follow the rules, do what you're told. And this is like not wrapped. And, you know, and mom's like, it's okay. She's a teacher at school. I know her. It's safe. So, yeah. I remember a home ec teacher, I guess it was, maybe it was my band teacher. Who the fuck cares? Somebody was just like kind of commenting and I'll <laughs> never forget them saying like how the the ladies in town, they would make these wonderfully homemade treats and that you just, you know, you don't see that anymore, that people just don't, don't do that kind of stuff anymore because they're afraid people won't eat their stuff anyways. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to do something like that, it has to be in a very controlled environment, I guess. The thing about school bake sales, they still do those, I guess. That's true. And that's one of the controlled environments that I'm talking about. You're not just walking up to a stranger's house and knocking on the door. It's just like your mom saying, well, I know her. I work with her. I trust that she's not going to put a needle in the caramel apple that she made for the kids. You know, it's a controlled environment. But like, for instance, you know, we took our son trick-or-treating last year. Um, There were very few people that we actually knew that gave our child candy, you know, um, if you're just going through a neighborhood willy nilly, then yeah, you got to take some precautions or whatever. 
Did you check his candy? Yeah. 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 I went through his candy because remember, I like I took a bunch of it. Like I stole a bunch of it and took it up to work because I didn't want him eating all of that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he had so much candy because it was COVID times and they weren't having a lot of kids stop by. There was this one like one house that we went to where they had like sandwich sized Ziplocs and they had filled them up with candy. And wow. you were just supposed to go up to the, the table and pick up a, a bag. Well, it was like one of our last stops. And they were just like, oh, he's so cute. And she's like, here, here's another one. And she just kept, she ended up giving him like six. <laughs> that was one house. Like he got so much candy because people had tons of candy to give away. There weren't very many trick-or-treaters out last year. Yeah, so. that's how it was too. I was walking around my neighborhood at sunset and it was, people had cleverly set up stuff like by the sidewalk outside and like really creative stuff, like with bags and things like that. It mm -hmm. was cute. Um, and I bought one of those little claw saying, hands last year. I bought one of those little claw hands. And I thought we would use that. We ended up, you know, not even using it. That was a waste of a purchase. But I was like, well, you know, we're doing the COVID precautions or whatever. And we're using the claw hand. What were you going to say? Remember he had that thing, candy outside? Yeah. Or what was More candy thing? outside? More candy outside. And then did you go to someone's house like months later? <laughs> and he was like, trick or treat trick or, or treat. something? It was Christmas. <laughs> we went to the neighbor's house to give them what we'd made. Like I, I had baked homemade treats to give to the neighbors and we went over there to give it to them and to say Merry Christmas. And we were teaching him to say Merry Christmas. Okay. When they opened the door, what are you going to say? Merry Christmas. They opened the door and I said, okay, what do you say? He goes, trick or treat. And we were like, no, <laughs> just like buried our head in our hands. I love it. He Candy outside? Thought, he's been, he's he so excited about Halloween this year. He's been excited for months. He cannot wait for Halloween. Oh, do you have his costume? Yes. What's he going to be? He, uh, we had some Halloween books that we checked out from the library and there was this one with all these costumes and I was like, you know, let's look at these. And he was like vampire and he just, he zeroed in on vampire and he has not changed his mind. He wants to be a vampire. And I was like, okay, we can all be vampires. So I bought capes and all the things. Oh, I need a couple more pairs of fangs for us, actually. I love we're... it. The vampire family. Yeah, we're going to be a vampire family. I was a vampire for a few years. My mom had this crazy idea to put Vaseline in my hair to slick it back. Or that was like a really like, and then she's asking all her friends how to get it out. You know? <laughs> we had a vampire cape that I wore to be a vampire a few times. And it was a really nice homemade cape that my mom had made. I don't really know what for. I mean, I guess for somebody's costume. But then mm -hmm. we were talking about this just the other day because I she was there whenever I went to secondhand stores looking for the capes for our vampire costumes. And she was watching him so that I could go look at Goodwill. And um, we started talking about that cape. She was like, God, that was such a good cape. And I was like, what happened to that cape? She was like, I'm pretty sure you loaned it to one of your friends and never got it back. And I was like, oh, oh. that bitch Heather. <laughs> I remember you wearing a cape in high school. That cape was That's one that I had borrowed from our favorite teacher. Hey, really? She let me use it. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I remember you wearing a cape. Yes. Hey, this is total side note, but I have to share this. This has to be noted. Um, it, when we're talking about Vaseline in my hair. <laughs> okay. We're going to go down a little, little asterisk for a second. Everyone will appreciate this. When my little sister was born, I, you know, she was the only girl out of, you know, three boys. My mom was like, she had a little girl. She was excited. Well, she had not, her hair was so thin, you know, when she was born, my mom wanted to put bows in her hair, anything like little girl stuff. My mom got into. So the pediatrician told her that she could take KY jelly mm -hmm. 
and like glue like bows like in her hair. Mm -hmm. And so I just thought that was so fascinating. So I would go around. I didn't know why, but I was like, yeah, we use KY jelly (laughs) to put the bows in (laughs) hair. And my mom is like, stop. And I'm like, what do you mean? What's wrong with KY jelly? You know, I didn't know what KY jelly was. <laughs> yes, I do believe that so is a like, common practice. So we would be in church or whatever. I'm like, yeah. Someone's like, oh, she's so cute. I'm like, yeah, there's KY jelly in her hair. My mom would get really embarrassed and tell me to shut up. Isn't that funny? Okay. That is it funny. was funny to me anyway. Whatever. No, that is funny. Okay. So back to... Back to vampires. I want to suck your blood. Well, so back to (laughs) Halloween as I was growing up. Um, So it sounds like you guys had traditions and Halloween was kind of the same every year with like a few small differences. Like you always went to the Halloween festival. You always went trick-or-treating. Then you came home and ate chili and hung out with neighborhood people and passed out candy. Right? Yeah, that was it. Okay. Um, No, it wasn't like that for us at all. Like I never knew what was going to happen that year it was very disjointed but we did move around a lot more than you did whenever i was growing up i remember like our first year down in the valley we went to a halloween celebration at the church where everybody dressed up as bible characters oh um yeah salacious uh there were a few what other were times. you huh what were you I don't fucking know you know i was a sheet wrapped around me to look like some kind of toga from the bc <laughs> era i don't know i don't know what i was you'll have to ask my mom that one um the other years i think we would just kind of go by ourselves like me and the siblings would go trick-or-treating or at least me and my brother would because my sister was quite a bit older i don't think she had any interest we go trick-or-treating in the apartment complex where we lived um i do remember there was like sometimes little halloween parties for the kids in the apartment complex mm-hmm. and you would just kind of dress up and they would do like a little costume contest or something but you know we never really like planned or our costumes ahead, which is so funny because I loved Halloween so much. I could just feel the electricity in the air. I loved it. I loved all the decorations. I loved all of it, but we never really did a whole heck of a lot for our costumes. I mean, really most of my life, I never did a whole heck of a lot for a costume because it was hard to justify spending that much money on something that you were only going to wear once. Right. So we would, I would just kind of throw something together and be that, that year to go out trick or treating or whatever with whatever I could kind of find so i'm surprised i know that halloween is so important to you i just pictured that maybe it came from growing up and traditions and things like that no i just was always attracted to that time of year and the the colors and the spectacle of it all and i still am and i still don't necessarily like go to town like you know i'm not one of those people that goes to you know some big costume shop and spends two hundred dollars on my halloween costume rental or anything like that but since my son's been born, I'm trying to be more, what's the word, purposeful mm-hmm. in getting the costume stuff together as early as possible so that I'm not scrambling around figuring out what we're going to be, what we're going to do. You know, that uh, first Halloween that he was alive, I was Cruella DeVille and he was a Dalmatian puppy and I took him up to school uh, and I did win the costume contest that year at my school. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Uh, And then the next year I was a pink lady and he was a T-bird and I took him up to the school again. I did not win the costume contest that time. Fuck them. It wasn't as exciting of a costume. And then. Oh, I remember the T-bird. I remember that picture. It was so cute. 
he it was really cute but it's like it's one of those things where you have to like look at the like we have to be turned around for them to see who and what we are you know like from the front you don't necessarily know um that he's a t-bird i mean whatever i guess if you're familiar with the show maybe you do and then you know last year was the next year and we were the little red riding hood theme he was the the big you know the little bad wolf was little red riding hood and your and your mom was there and she had like um she was she had a robe granny. on it she was an old granny yeah she was the old granny that. that red riding hood was going to see and then my husband was the huntsman hey remember when you were pregnant you had that costume with the baby hanging <gasps> that's out that's right that was disturbing but i liked like it like a zombie with the baby coming out of my pregnant belly that was a good one. Yeah. I'll find it. I'll find it and send you the picture. We can post it. We, you got to post it. Yeah. I've won the costume contest I, in, in one category in the what the fuck category. Um, at <laughs> that was OK. <laughs> no, it was like because it had like a doll on it. That shirt. Right. Yeah. Like, I pulled apart a part of doll. like I went and bought a doll at like Big Lots or something like that. And I pulled the doll apart and like I made the shirt the night before and like bloodied it up and stuff like that. I saw it online and I, you know, figured out how to do it with an old ugly t-shirt and then I painted my face. I remember that. That's my favorite. It was I fun. That's my favorite. It was, you know, I, some people, I, I like, was like, this is totally and completely appropriate. In my humble opinion, it's Halloween. But at school, there were definitely people that were like, oh my God, I can't believe you did that. And I was like, what, what? Like, and then I posted a picture of my costume on like one of my mom pages and they promptly took it down. I was like, where's my costume? Why'd they take it down? Because other people find it disturbing and inappropriate. And I was like, oh, it's Halloween though. Don't you get a pass? (laughs) Don't you get a pass on a zombie? I guess it's borderline. Walking around the dead baby out of you. I don't know. There's I, I liked it. Like, I thought it was creative. There's a gene missing in me about inappropriateness in certain situations. I don't I don't agree with that. I'm always sticking my foot in my mouth. Than you do. Oh, you do. Well, know. no, I mean, maybe that's why we're such good friends, because, you know, you're you're even higher up on Dude, that level. Your filter's it. gotten better. My you, filter you used to not not your filter back when you were in high school. You just kind of said it was on your mind. <laughs> and I remember always being like, oh. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. Who don't who, apologize? What? Like to teachers or what? What? What do you do? No, what just, situations? I, just kind of like you, I don't know. You just kind of like would say whatever was on your mind. We'd be somewhere and you're like, why do they decorate this? Or like, <laughs> what? what is this? Oh my <laughs> gosh. What a brat. It's okay. You your frontal lobe wasn't formed, or you would just kind of say something that came to your mind, like I don't get this, or like why why are you doing that, or you know, or you should do this. And I was like, you kind of scared me a little bit right when I was getting to know you because I wasn't used to someone like you, but I was so drawn to you because you were out of, you know, there was a lot of people pleasing going on in my life apparently, and everyone just you know wanted to act the part. Yeah. Um. Small town, it's different. Like you're just under a microscope. Like, think about this. We haven't lived that life in a long time, but in a town that small, everywhere you go, you know almost everyone. Mm-hmm. I, can you? I can't even imagine in LA. I go out and I run errands, go to the market, do myself. I don't want to see anybody that I know. Yeah. That's the last. It's actually kind of annoying when yeah. I do. It's like I don't have time to stand here. Yeah, it's like, oh hi, good to see you. Yes, yes, yeah. You know, let's 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 do that thing, right? Okay, cool. And you know, call you never. never bye. Yeah, and you know, you're just not like you don't have the time to invest in that level of a that person's level with you is way down there. 
you know, we should do it. Actually, we do a show about that because that's what's fascinating. You know, that there's you keep people that at lack levels. of community that we've all <laughs> moved toward, unfortunately, perhaps. OK, so as I when I moved to L.A., before Babs was born, I remember I had my first WeHo Halloween experience. I had no idea what we were going to do. My friends were like, let's go. I just gotten off work. So I wasn't dressed up. I was in all black. So I guess I could have been whatever, but that's, and for those of you that aren't from not, don't live in Los Angeles, West Hollywood has this big carnival and the street shut down and everyone there's like elaborate costumes, create a lot of almost naked men. It's, I mean, I hate when that happens. And women. And women. Mm-hmm. I hate when that happens. People in body paint. It's just kind of crazy. And it's a place that I For those of you avoid. that don't know him that well, he's being sarcastic. Yeah. Men can get naked whenever they want. It's fine. Mm-hmm. So West Hollywood is uh, the gay area, that the, the gay community area of, um, no, how would I describe it? That sounds weird saying the gay area. But gay, I don't know, the gay community. Safe haven? For the gay safe, safe haven? Community? Yeah. That's where gay bar, a lot of gay bars are. And, you know, a lot of people live there. And it's super, it's uber expensive. But, um, yeah, so I was just, like, crazy. There's, like, there's this guy who looked just like the character from Clockwork Orange. And he would move around from different light poles and just, like, stare, like, the show. And I was just like, Yeah, like, people oh my get God. really into it. They get you really that time. It. Were you with me that time I was in West Hollywood and that girl was dressed up as a martini, like with all body paint in this clear plastic? I don't thing. think we ever went there together. Okay. I don't think so. But to be honest, you guys, and maybe just, I'm just like the age I am. That is the last place I want to be on Halloween because of parking and traffic. And um, also I'm sober this Halloween. So that is not where I want to be about a lot of people that are drinking, you know, but um. Then as Babs came along, her mom and I would take, we would go to this area in Toluca Lake. And it's like where Bob Hope's old neighborhood is. It's a very wealthy part of, and the houses are elaborately decorated for Halloween. Like you would love it. There's a house, Leanne, and I, I took a video of it last, well, it was like Christmas, but they had like a nightmare before Christmas theme that I guess they left up. And it's some guy that worked for like a, a studio or something. So he had like all the, all the special effects, but this house was a nightmare before Christmas and a how and a Christmas like thing going on. It was amazing, but these homes were like elaborate. And a lot of times you go out and there's celebrities are giving you candy because they live there. I remember, I don't know if it's the, the guy's name, but Will and Grace, like Will gave candy. Like mm. when she was like one or two or something. Um, so that was always fun. And as she's gotten older, we just do different things with friends. I will go with different friends to different neighborhoods and trick or treat. Uh, wow, that's back in the day. Last few years, she wants nothing to do with me on Halloween. And she informed me too, like, oh, I'm not. Because the other day I was like, hey, it's Halloween. We got to do like Halloween stuff. She goes, oh, well, I'm not doing anything with you on Halloween. And I'm like, that's fine. <laughs> I meant leading up to it. Let's start like doing things because. This could be the last Halloween that she's here. At the rate she's going, it may not be, but it could be <laughs> the last Halloween she's here. So I want to like get into some of that, but I was going to share like something profound and I just like dropped it. I like dropped it. Oh, backtrack in high school a little bit. Cause you know, I was a good, we, my friends and I, I was with the goody good group, the Jesus group. And you know, we didn't drink or do drugs. So we had to like find our own fun. Right. 
Um, but we could smoke cigarettes because we were 18. That was legal. Jesus didn't mind. So we there was this notoriously haunted house uh, in a little town like 15 minutes from where we lived. And it's, I'm going to show you the name of it, but they were, it was a plantation. They were slave owners and it was just like notoriously haunted. And they had like, I don't know if it was surveillance cameras, but there were like professional like lighting out there and stuff. But like we drove out there and like the dead of, I don't know, it was like probably two or 3 a.m. Mom, she's not listening anyway. But, but, um, you know, trying to sneak up to the house. And it's one of those places where like apparently stuff went down and they said that they like everything was the same as when something happened. I'm not saying there was a murder there, but like, you know, when people moved out, there's still like dishes on the table from that last meal or I don't know. There was always rumor about it. And I guess some stuff went down. This family, they were slave owners and it was they had a lot of generational wealth from slaves and there was like hauntings at that place and stuff. So I remember we like went out there a couple of times and then in another town that was close by, there was this bridge. And it's funny because this was another community that was built during the plant during that era. And um, there was like this, this bridge out in the country and apparently slaves were hung from that bridge. So I don't know. It was just like a, a haunted place and you would go and you would like, it's in the middle of nowhere. You would turn off your lights mm-hmm. and um, you would just like sit on the bridge and then you freak each other out. Mm-hmm. So, so it um, was known for like a really tormented past. Like Yes. For that you know, and this stuff is just passed on in this town that I'm talking about. You know where I'm talking about? Like middle main street separates it. One side, there's these historic mansions like from that era. And the other side is a poor part of town. And it still is. Like the slaves that on one side, you know, think wow. about it, you know? Yeah, no, systemic racism. It does exist. It does exist. Um, well, uh, you know, when you brought up the topic of Halloween and that we should talk about, you know, just all things Halloween for our episode, I was like, I don't think we spent one Halloween together in the poll. That's what I was and I can't yeah. think of any Halloweens that we spent together as adults. So that's what I was thinking. What, how in high school, what did you typically do in Halloween in high school? I guess we handed out candy. I do remember that there was one year, I think it was my junior year. And I was like, I'm going to have the best time ever tonight. And <laughs> I had that cape that you were talking about that we borrowed, that I borrowed from yes. my favorite teacher. I had it for some reason. Maybe I had it because of the play, the one act play or something. And I had this mask, this creepy mask. And so our house, if you remember, it was an older house and they had built that, you know, little porch deck thing on the back. And anytime anybody started walking up those steps, you could immediately hear them. We always knew when someone's coming up the steps to our house. And So I do remember like starting the night out, scaring the shit out of everybody because I would hear them and I would like run to the back and I would get to the side where they couldn't see me at the door (laughs) and I have my hand on the handle. And as soon as they knocked on the door to trick or treat, I would swing the door open really loud and I would scream as loud as I could. And I have a pretty like blood curdling scream um with this mask and this cape on so they would knock ah, you know and i would just scream and i scared the shit out of a baby 
<laughs> I love it. And I think I stopped after that. So I remember I was having fun doing that. And then after that, I don't know who I was with whenever I went trick or treating. Maybe it was the drum major or maybe it was, hmm. I, I don't know, maybe one or two of my other girlfriends. But we went trick or treating in that little neighborhood not far from where I lived, just walked around. And I was just having fun in my costume and running around at night. And that was probably one of my most fun Halloweens. Like I had just kind of decided I'm having fun, whatever I'm doing. I'm just going to like embrace this vibe. Well, I do remember that we went by um, what pseudonym can we give him? The curly haired football player. Okay. He lived close to you. He did live close to me. And like we were walking up. (laughs) <laughs> we were walking up to trick or treat and I, I could see that they were like, had something staged, but like he was out there with some kind of scary costume, like staring at you and somebody would go like, you know, pull or whatever, probably his older brother or something would do some sort of signal and then running <laughs> and then <laughs> would go running across the yard and they had a gun and I don't know if they were shooting blanks at him or if it was like a fake pop gun or whatever, but they would shoot at him oh and he God. would pretend to like go down. <laughs> Sounds like totally something they would do. I know, right? Oh my God. And then he would go, that's what's going to happen to you if you take more than one piece of candy or, you know, like out of the basket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so much fun. I don't even remember going to many other houses to go trick or treat. Um, I just, I just remember that night was a lot of fun. Like the energy was fun. I wonder if I was with. And you know why? Because we became friends really your junior year that spring. I wait. No, no. it was my senior year really. Wasn't it? Yeah. So I didn't really, you weren't on my radar as much. We we would all hang out like as a group, but I don't think that you would necessarily come over and hang out just the two of us. And honestly, Mm -hmm. we didn't like whenever we did hang out, like, I guess you would hang out with, you know, the Jesus freaks like I would. But there was also, there was a separation. This is so stupid, y'all. There was a separation there because you were Catholic and I was Protestant. And so, like, yes. you asked me, like, did you ever go to this house, you know, the festival, the fall festival at the Catholic Church? No, I never did anything at the Catholic Church. And I don't really know why. I think I was kind of, like, in that in that instance, sorry, Mom, I think, like, I was imbued with her hesitation, like, her... um shyness her timidity about like really steeping herself into the community because she's always just been a very shy introverted Mm -hmm. person and so I think I kind of took that on um and looking back on it I wish I hadn't I wish I had like embraced you know the things that the catholic church offered because there were parties and stuff like that there were dances that I could have gone to I thought maybe because of the drum major and another I don't know what we should call her the drum major's Wasn't friend. Wasn't it my Mexican counterpart? Yes. Okay. Your Mexican counterpart, like she went to the Catholic Church too, so I thought maybe you might have gotten involved. All the churches. Yeah, that's true. No, but we weren't. We were friends. Okay, so I we thought were maybe friends you all the been... way through high school. I didn't start dating the drum major until I was in college. Oh, and that's when the separation happened. Yes, the, the separation of church and state. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's whenever there was like, you know, kind of some tension, some bad blood. I mean, there was never any fallout. We never had a fight or anything. It's just that, you know, I started dating him and that created tension, but she was so mean to me. She was so mean. Like it was so weird. Like, um, my grandmother 
is an artist and she, her grandmother ran like a store, like an art store sort of. And my grandma taught lessons there. That's right. mm-hmm. And, um, but it, she was just always kind of bratty to me. And you remember I had bad acne in high school and she knew one time she hurt my feelings really bad because she actually apologized. She probably saw my face, but she was a kind of, I guess this is how we were in high school or some people were, I don't remember being like this, but some people were just mean. Like if they didn't, if they, if you said something they didn't like, or they were mad at you, they would say something personal. Oh yeah. And I remember I wasn't agreeing with her about something. We we're having an argument in class and she's like, why don't you go wash your face? It wouldn't be so red. Yeah. And I remember, and I didn't know this and it was a good tactic to take. I didn't know this, but I remember quietly telling her later, I said, I do wash my face three times a day. I wish oh. I didn't have acne. And she got really, and she actually, I think apologized to me. And then one time I said something unsavory to her mm-hmm. and her older brother came to fucking bully me. Mm-hmm. We were doing tutorials in the old high school. Remember the old high school? Yeah. And there was this steep staircase on the side, like a fire escape. The math room was upstairs and there was a a fire escape, this long staircase. I was coming down it and it was very narrow. And he like stopped me and like pinned me against the wall. And he was like, so what did you say to my sister? And of course me, you know, being, I was just like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh yeah. yeah." You know what I mean? I'll tell you what I said when we're done recording. He was older. He was older. Yeah. And bigger. She would call me a lobster. She would call me a lobster because I was red a lot because mm. I would blush or my complexion was just red. Anyway, that was we just had to that was fun sharing <laughs> our Halloween episode because we brought her up. But no, okay, I was just thinking, even your senior year, I don't know. We didn't do any Halloween stuff. We didn't do any Halloween stuff in LA. I don't think I oh, we did. Fuck yes. This is what I was gonna bring up. What? When you convinced me to take that dance class with you oh there was that um after the dance class i had an acting class and i usually went to that and you were like hey why don't you just like skip class today if, if you know if you if you want to skip your class we can like do halloween stuff and hang out all day and i was like okay yeah so um such i had called in I because I, we I paid for those classes. We had called in and I called in and said I couldn't. And I remember we were just like had such a fun day together. I just remember I do remember us going out to eat. No, we're special. We just went to Chili's. But what did we do after that? I don't know. We were at home listening to Halloween music. I think we were drinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, might be watching I'm... movies. Um, but yes, we did have a Halloween together. Oh, are you sure we didn't just like go out to eat and then after that like went on with our lives? No, I remember like listening. The Monster Mash was playing. I remember you were like Aww. playing a lot of music back at your apartment. Oh, I still vividly remember that apartment. It's crazy. That very first one. Yeah, that was a great apartment. No, well, no, that the night. No, 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 not the one. In, the Woodman one. Yeah, the Woodman one. Okay. Well, anyhow, what what were we talking about? We were talking about like our childhood Halloweens, and then. Halloween's growing up. I mean, I guess the only tradition I really feel like I want to instill, like, I guess where I'm going with this is, are there any traditions that you, like, deliberately tried to instill in Babs for Halloween? Like, you were like, this is going to be our tradition. We always try to decorate pumpkins, you know, carve jack-o'-lanterns, mm-hmm. um, obviously dress up. And like I said, for years, you would go with friends and like have dinner at their place. They were in this neighborhood called Atwater Village. Mm-hmm. And it was like a kind of a quaint little. So the adults, we would all drink 
and uh, walk around with wine cups and then the kids would trick or treat. Mm-hmm. So we kind of did that for many years. Um, really just trick or treating. But we, I guess he always waited for the last minute. Can you imagine that for costumes? Mm-hmm. And we're like, she had something in mind that she wanted. And I may, speaking of my boundaries, like I spent a lot of money on elaborate costumes for her throughout the years that she wore like once. This one costume, though, I remember, oh, my God, she was Cinderella and she was in her preschool and she, we found these like white gloves and she had these little gloves on. I remember that just made the costume like she mm-hmm. had her white gloves and her Cinderella. And there was this moment I will never forget because at the time I thought it was so cute. She was like, dance with me, daddy. Aww. And she was like dancing around with the gloves and that dress on in Target that we had found. And it's just one of those moments. Aww. I'm just like. Yeah, this whole conversation is making me kind of sad because um, the last few years we tried to carve pumpkins, but it just we got busy. It didn't happen. And I, I don't know. It just wasn't as fun. It's like I felt like we did it because we had to. Mm-hmm. And we're like, what are we going to create or let's just get this done kind of thing. And it's nice having them. You light them at night and, you know, it creates a, a vibe in the home. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. It's interesting as your kid gets older some traditions dwindle and I'm, I'm a advocate for tradition. You know, I'm like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? So we'll be watching some scary movies. I like going to the movies with her. There's a few movies that are out right now. If you want to see and um, like what? Well, it's not really Halloween, but I think it's called dual. And I think it's based on a true story. Hmm. Okay. Um, Where this woman was right. It was like during the times and they would, I think it was like, the last joust or whatever you know when he challenged oh yeah 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 and she falsely accused someone of or did she falsely accuse yeah i think that, i thought that was the point of the whole story that she falsely accused someone oh well i thought the point of it was to sleep with her that it did oh okay that i thought it did happen but her being a woman it was um oh interesting okay well maybe i, yeah. got, I don't know okay and maybe so halloween like style piece yeah, a total period piece. And maybe for shits and giggles, like Halloween looks fun. Yeah. So we'll see about that. I have a hard time, like, paying for a movie, like, to go to the movies, when nowadays you can get everything on demand and just, like, pay. It's usually, like, $12 not, or something to rent. Not the anymore. Movie. They stopped that shit. I'm glad. Because that was during COVID. That's part of what this strike they thing was about. They haven't completely stopped. Because I just saw Halloween Kills just the other day. It's on Peacock. The last one? Yeah. It's on Peacock. Oh, the one that's in theaters? I think mm. so. Isn't it? I could, okay, whatever. The Scarlett Johansson, she sued Disney because her film that was in Black Widow or something was in theaters, but was also streaming and it didn't do as well. Like HBO Max. But like that's they're not the reason it didn't that. do as well. The streaming is not the reason. COVID is the reason. I mean, COVID. I don't know. I, okay. I don't know. I, I don't. But anyway, I'm just trying to say that. Yes, when we saw a movie a few months ago, the, it was a brand new elaborate theater and it was empty. And I asked the guy, is this what's going on? He goes, yeah, it's pretty normal. I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, I know what we saw. We saw The Beach by M. Night Shyamalan. The Beach was good. Yeah, Psychological okay. thriller. You saw it? Yeah. Oh, you streamed it at home? Recently? Yeah. Okay, then I'm thinking of a different one. You're thinking of a different one. No, M. Night Shyamalan, The Beach. is. It was in the theaters like a few months ago. He's got a lot of movies. He does have I a lot of re- movies. 
you know, whenever we're done talking about Halloween, I had a really cool weekend. I didn't get to check in about it. I feel like left out. I feel like the audience needs to hear about this. Well, not until I tell them about this. Um, no, I no, say, yeah, keep going. We no, had not uh, we had not seen a movie in so long since we're on the subject of going to the movie theater. And uh, my mom came and visited a few weeks ago. I don't know if I told the audience this, but she gave us a date night and we went and watched a movie at Alamo Draft House where they serve you the food and the drinks and everything. And um, it was so lovely being out with my husband and just enjoying our movie. Nice. <laughs> you know what we saw that was actually really good? Hmm. It was the Tammy Faye Baker movie that's out. Oh, you saw? Oh, it was actually was really series. good. No, no, no. no. It oh, was okay. actually a really good movie with Jessica Chastain. Okay. You yeah. recommend it? Yeah, I would. I would recommend it, but. I just wanted to throw that out there. We were like, when was the last time we saw a movie? And it was, you know, probably well before I was even pregnant. So we hadn't been to a movie together in like four years or something. Date night. Date night. And we're going to have another date night when my Ooh. mom comes back the next time. I'm not sure if she knows yet, but we love you, mom. <laughs> She's going to love it. I love this. This Halloween. So you told me about your Halloween this year. I don't know what's up. I've had a few sober Halloweens where my 30 day fell. Oh, one year when we went to that neighborhood with the people, um, it was, yeah, I had to have a sober Halloween. I was not eating. I brought my own food because she did not cook healthy. She cooked good, but it wasn't healthy. Mm-hmm. I brought my own food. And um, I even, cause she knew what I was doing. And I said, well, it'd be weird if I bring my own food. And she goes, yes, but it's okay. I get it. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then I didn't have any candy or wine. It was fascinating. And this year will also, and no, it makes me put things in perspective mm-hmm. that I don't want to enjoy events or holidays just because of like, you know, food or food drinks. and drinks. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it makes me, because then you're like, but me, I only live once. <laughs> well, it makes me appreciate things differently. You know, the actual people and conversations and um, who knows? Maybe I'll that's like true. take a hit of something. Maybe I'll take a hit of something. Oh, you're I don't so know. funny. Yeah, that's legal. Know. That's legal and on plan. Um, well, it is legal. That's why no, I, I know. I'm it. being serious. I'm being absolutely. Oh, I can't do an edible because it's a gummy and I'm not going to have I can't have sugar. <laughs> so- well, you said take a hit of something. So, yeah. I'm sure they have sugar-free gummies, edible gummies. <laughs> a gummy's not on my program. It's, okay. I can't have a gummy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, oh, anyway. Man, um, all this talk is making me want to drink. Um, so my so, fr- oh, wait, are you having a sober? No, not necessarily. I don't know what I'm doing. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm day two. Of the 30-day program. Let um, me see. I'm, I'm actually. I'm day three. Okay. Let's just whatever program I'm doing. I haven't decided what it is. But I'm day three. Okay. Well, let's just take it one day at a time, right? I'm day three of tracking and no alcohol. Oh, nice. If I track my food, I do really good. Like that one okay. thing keeps me in, in check. Just tracking. Okay. Tracking. So if I can do that, then I'm I'm usually really good to go. But oh gosh, sometimes it's like I don't want to know how many calories I've I've had. To, I really just don't yeah. want to know. Oh, I'm so not into cal. Everything I do is like anti-calorie counting. So I don't I don't have anything to do with calories. Actually, this is but um, but this is what points, not calories, but points. Okay, well yeah, yeah. 
after by that point though the end of the month i'll be feeling like euphoric and naturally high and i'm kind of like yeah i like feeling this way so we'll see i don't know halloween it's a big question mark i don't know what's gonna happen yeah maybe oh okay since we're kind of like catching up as i posted the you know advertising our episode dropped today and you know we talked about the hot hard kombucha guy so i'm gonna send him a message I'm going to send him a message in the link and be like, you may or may not have been mentioned in this episode, especially since you're in the, sh- in, the in the show notes. So and then let's go have that hike. So maybe we'll dress up in costume and go on a moonlight hike. There you no. go. <sighs> Tomorrow's a full moon. So speaking of this last weekend, we did this full moon experience. And man, I wish I knew it. I knew about it all summer, but my friend, it just never worked out. My friend is like, we got to do this full moon thing. And every month the full moon would come and go. and We couldn't do it. The last month it was her daughter's wedding night. But up in Mount Baldy, California, about an oh, hour and yes. a half from I've L.A. Mount Baldy. Mount Baldy, yeah. They have a full moon hike thing. And you hike up the mountain to the ski lodge. And there's a band. And there's food oh. and drinks. There's a party. Oh. It was so awesome. So there's two things you can do. One, some people just take the ski lift up, you know, to get to the party and the food and the band Mm -hmm. and you could take it down. But we're like, no, 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 we're going to do the hike. I will say this, though, the elevation, I guess at some points it's close to 12,000. And there were a few points when my heart, all of us were just like, it got really intense. And Colorado, we hiked at higher elevations, but I realized we had already stayed there one night Mm. before hiking. So we were more, as we started the Colorado hike, it was a little tough, but just for a few minutes. But this, at some points, it was like, we got to fucking stop. And I was starving, but it was a gorgeous hike up. And oh my God. So But let me tell you, we get up there and apparently COVID just doesn't exist in those group of people. <laughs> it was very, mid- it was very, um, it was a comforting group of people. It was nice. And there's a bluegrass band and yummy food. And we had a fucking amazing time. And then you get to walk back down the mountain and sober up for the hour and a half down. Wow. That's so really it was a lot of fun. Kim and I went to Mount Baldy and, and skied or snowboarded, I should say. Oh, she was my snowboarding okay. buddy. Was it at Mount Baldy? No, I think it was, um, at the what's the other one angela's crest or no i i was thinking of the time that we went snowboarding and i took out a small child um and she was just laughing so hard this was not the same instance we went up to mount baldy and we went skiing and that same night this is a story i like to tell that same night like that morning we were skiing then that afternoon we drive back down into la or like late afternoon after we're done uh snowboarding and we go back to her place and we change and we go out to a bar on the beach, like in Redonda beach and like hung out and we're like wearing, you know, like Island clothes. And it was like only in LA County. Can you like go snowboarding in the morning with your snow clothes on and in the evening, go out to the beach and, you know, have a couple of drinks with like a sundress on or something. Um, I love that. I know they always, you always talk about doing that, but you actually did it. No, we totally did. I love it. Big bear. That's what it is. Big, is it Big Bear? Is there skiing at Big Bear? Yeah, of course, Big Bear or Lake okay, Arrowhead. Is Big Bear, Mammoth. That that's a big place. Is Mammoth a place? But no, Mount Baldy has good skiing. But I'm not a skier. I'm a water skier. I I want to try it. My friend is a. She has all the equipment. She's a skier. But um, I don't know. 
I don't really have a desire. I don't like cold weather. So things involving Ooh, snow and stuff. That's all I've ever done, though, is snowboarding. I've never been skiing. I ought to try that. Someone suggested snowboarding instead. I think I may go. It's fine. You've friends. been wakeboarding. You know, I'm sure you'd be fine. Let's Haven't see. you been wakeboarding? Yeah. In the water. Oh, wakeboard. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> wakeboard. But yes, full moon hike. Did you see my pictures that I posted? My I story? don't think so. Do you remember seeing them? We've talked okay. about this. I don't no. live on Instagram. You don't have to live on Instagram to see my story. Whatever. So this year you said uh, your child has shunned you and you might go out with the hard kombucha guy. We're going to definitely go trick-or-treating we just don't know where like in our old oh i don't i'm not going out i don't know sorry i want to clarify i didn't say i was going out on halloween but i just brought him up oh okay soon whatever so you're going you don't know what neighborhood you're going to no but we did go to the little Oktoberfest that they have in our old neighborhood it was really cute and my kid had a lot of fun and i had to yell at you went back to your old place your old, yes, your the old neighborhood, neighborhood, and we went to the little Oktoberfest, and I yelled at a teenager who said something ugly to my kid. What did a teenager say to your kid? They were playing. He was playing in the sand, and then they came over and decided to play a game of volleyball. And I kind of tried to coax him away because I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. But there were there was another girl there playing too, and I was like, Well, I guess they'll be careful or whatever. And I was like sitting there talking to some parents, and at some point, I don't know how long he had been saying ugly things to him, but at some point. Um, I looked over there and I heard him say, like, you better get over there. You better get out of here or you're going to die. Oh, my God. Yeah. Asshole. And, and so whenever I heard him say that, like, really ugly to him, I went, hey. And he looked at me and I said, that is not necessary. And he immediately was contrite. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Like, hanging his head in shame. And I'm like, whatever. And so. <laughs> is that what you said? Whatever. <laughs> I they had free beer there, so I'd probably had a beer or two by that point. So I was not mm-hmm. in the mood to to you know empathize. I wasn't like horribly mean, but my teacher voice was definitely on. Teacher Whenever I told voice. him that is not necessary, and so I came over to check on him, and he was like, "I'm so sorry, ma'am. I'm so sorry." And I'm like, you know, and he said, "I just didn't want him to get hit or like get hurt or whatever." And I was like, "There's a big difference between being concerned for his well being and expressing that." And then telling him he's going to die if he doesn't get, if he doesn't leave. <laughs> wow. Um, and he was like, I know you're right. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm just like, whatever. And I just like ignored him and like got down on my son's level and was like talking to him really quietly. Cause I did want to coax him away. You know, I didn't want him there. And I was, like I said, I don't know how long he'd been talking like that to, to my son. So I bribed him with a treat. <laughs> um, I was like, listen, if we leave the area right now, I'll let you have another one of those treats over at the table. Cause they had like a table with, and I told him he could only have one earlier, but I bribed him <laughs> away <laughs> and we left the area. And then the next day, my husband told me whenever he was out at the playground, there was a little girl that wanted to play with him. And he said, no, go away. I don't want to play with <gasps> you or something like that. And I was like, see, he picked up bad habit. It's okay. He's picking up bad habits from others. People being mean to him and not wanting to play did with he, him. Or what, I was just did he up. get upset by the guy telling him he would die or did he just, did just go over? I think he was like, honestly, I don't know how he felt because he brought it up later. He was like, yeah, that boy was telling me to go away. He told me to go away. Um, uh, I don't really know. He kind of like, I think he was uncomfortable, but at the same time, he was like holding his ground. Like he was like, I'm not leaving, you know? Like Yay, little man. And ignoring him, just not getting out of the way. And I don't, you know, I don't, obviously I don't know his state of mind. I don't know if he was, I don't know what, but I just. Little man. Like, 
get out of the way or you're going to die. Like, come, like you couldn't think of anything better to say. Like, hey, little man, maybe you should move. I don't want to. I don't want the ball yeah. to hit you. He's an asshole teenager. They don't think about other people. Period. Well, he was definitely thinking about other people when the when the when the scary mama came out and chastised him for talking like that to a toddler. What is wrong with you? He won't what do that again. You? you taught him a lesson. You made him learn. Whatever. You took him to I am school. Always watching. <laughs> oh fuck yeah, mama bear, mama bear teacher. Even worse. Rawr. Love it. Yeah. Okay. I don't All know. right. We well, we got a few weeks before Halloween, so let's enjoy the season. And I always think about you with Halloween because it's your, you're the first friend I think about because I know I know that you like this season. I do. I'm I'm kind of like eh, hit or miss. And um, with that, I'm gonna go pick up my teenager. Okay, and I'm gonna um, go say hi to my toddler. Yay, Yay, teenager toddler. Okay, guys, if you would like to reach out to us and give us your feedback, you can email us at teenagertoddler2020 at gmail.com. We have an Instagram presence at teenager toddler. You can DM us there. And Slide into those DMs. we would really appreciate it if you would smash that five stars and give us a, a review wherever you get your podcast content. And then, of course, if you want more content, we do have a Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash teenager toddler for just five bucks a month. You can get more content from us. Salacious, funny, scary, exciting, you name it. It's full of content to your little heart's desire. Yes. Okay. Well, DM us too us. about your Halloween traditions and like what you do for Halloween. L oh, let us know. Yeah. We want to hear. And those of you in the LA area, you know, jump on it. Like, let us know what's going on. LA or Austin area. Let us know if like something we didn't mention. All right. Okay. Thanks all for right. helping us solve world peace. We solve world peace. I love you. Love you too. Bye.